You know what, Josh? Um, believe it or not, I have friends. I do. I, I have That's at right. least two of them besides mm-hmm. you. Uh, mm-hmm. And now one of them, he can't help it because he's my brother. But I have another one. I was actually, actually going to say volunteers for that. Blood relation. Wow. Wow. Well, that any any nice things I was going to say about you in the intro or oh, we're done. Was, this is this is my show. Uh, and <laughs> um, anyways, this is the backlog breakdown. I'm Nate alongside my, my co-host, Josh. Hello. And uh, we have uh, two guests on here tonight. We have uh, yeah. yeah, my brother from my mother, um, Deuce, <laughs> who is Luke, but we call him Deuce because he's nice. that's that's actually sort of a self-appointed nickname of sorts, kind of. Um, but it, there's well, too many Lukes. There's too many <laughs> Lukes. And uh, joining us again, Josh, I, I, I understand that. We had we had two Joshes on a couple of weeks ago, and that was you uh, should have told the other guy he's Josh too from now on. End of story. It's your show. Well, <laughs> well instead, I got the nickname, which is uh, Trash Josh. Which is that actually should, that came from a a much earlier recording. Um, but we also have uh, again, you know, recurring guest Parker, friend of the show. Uh, say hello, boys. Uh, hi. Yeah. Howdy. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we, we jump into the meat and potatoes, you know, Josh, mm-hmm. it is absolutely mm-hmm. time uh, to, to visit your favorite segment of the show where yeah. I say, yeah, it's been report. two weeks oh. since I talked to you. It's been. Oh, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know. In, in lieu of, uh, I'll, I guess I'll just sort of start us off. Uh, as far as my two weeks have, last couple of weeks have been, it's just kind of been, meh, it's work. Nothing, I mean, nothing terrible, but just kind mm-hmm. of things are sort of warming up. But then it's 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 uh, early spring in Pennsylvania, which means, yep. uh, so one day will be 65 70 degrees and the next day uh three degrees with rain and sleet and wind wow and snow um actually it was like it was like 23 degrees or something like that but it was it was cold Uh, and it snowed in a rain um yeah it's still below freezing it's all the same (laughs) yeah it was like three inches in the space of like four hours or something it was an unpleasant day um but how is how is your last couple? How have your last couple of weeks been, buddy? Uh, yeah, they, they've been they've been pretty good. Um, you know, as as I mentioned before, transitioning in in the job, the the position, and it's been like an extended transition because of the circumstances, uh, and and just the the yeah the different things that are going on at the church. So, um, so that that's been fun. Kind of, I haven't really done too much in my new role yet. It's kind of like making sure that my old role is that, that he, he knows how everything's working. He's dotting all his I's so. and crossing all his T's, mining his P's yeah. and Q's. Well, just like seeing how we have all the things dotted and, and crossed and, and teed because uh, like he knows his stuff better than I do. It's, it's that just the way that our systems are set up, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I, I'd say probably the, one of the highlights of my two weeks is that, um, last week, um, spring break, that's what it's called. Uh, here in Austin, Texas, we have a music festival called South by Southwest. 
um, it's not just music, but it's tech mm-hmm. and uh, music and film and stuff like that. We hadn't had it the past two years because of COVID. Um, and so can I say that on our podcast? I don't know. Is that a bad word? Um, you know, we say it all the time. Well, as long as you uh, don't say that trans women aren't real women, you oh, won't get shoot. banned from Twitter. Oh, no, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Now we won't. The Apple's not going to host our podcast. And, oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> Wait, a man is a, a man and a woman is a woman. No. Uh, anyways, uh, so South by Southwest happened. Um, I didn't really participate that often, but my sister did come in from California and she was actually in the past. I've been the one to like find all the free parties with free music and free drinks and free food and stuff like that. And she did it this year. So she invited me down uh, one day, which was, which was fun. That's pretty much all that I was able to go. Um, but spent, you know, the afternoon downtown hanging out, drinking, listening to music for free. I mean, it was cool. It was fun. That was probably the highlight of it all. Cool. Yeah. Well, Deuce, uh, we'll, we'll roll, we'll roll into you here. Uh, it has not been two weeks. Uh, you and I probably talked a little bit earlier today. Uh, but yeah. why don't you take this opportunity to just sort of tell us or not? I know lots about you, probably more than I want to. Uh, why don't you yeah, take this? What you stand for. Um, but like, tell the, the listeners a little bit about yourself. A little bit about me. Um, just a little bit. Like the oh, important okay. bits. Uh, I am married to a wonderful woman who puts up with me. Uh, mm. I have two adorable, loving children that nice. are a blessing and a curse all at the same time. And it's amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's kind of like the family life. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just kind of to your point of two weeks, I uh, just finished up my second week of a new job last oh, friday nice. so yeah i may uh i i hold a certificate um through american society for quality as a certified quality engineer which is just a really nice way of saying i sat through their test and i passed but um yeah so i'm a quality engineer now which is pretty exciting for me i i like what i do um most days um but yeah so that's kind of that's the the little bit about me, and then I'm a big nerd, and I play horrible video games. So, well, we we will get into that. We will get dun, into dun, that. Dun, but Parker, it has yeah. it has been significantly more than two weeks since you were last on. I think uh, the last episode proper we had you on was uh, that, that was a while ago. It was probably. No, it was- wasn't it like two? Oh, the sorry, the, that that was a bite. Size. I was going to say that, that was, was a, a that was a beefy bite size with Micah. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. But what's what's new in the world of Parker? Ah, uh, well, your brother kind of stole my thunder because I also oh, just started a new job here too. So oh, he wow. and I are our new job buddies. So okay. uh, you know, um, but uh, yeah, so I'm a consultant and. Um, Recently left DC last year. As soon as they they cut the cord and kicked people out of the office, I was like, "Hmm, this is my chance to escape Washington DC." I did. I haven't looked back since. And so this is my my first job after leaving one of the big four consulting firms, working for a smaller firm, doing something more in tune with what I'm interested in, what I want to do. So um, it's been about two weeks. Really enjoying it so far. And uh, yeah, so just. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, we're well, we're glad to have you. And speaking of like buddies and video games and all that, uh, listen, boys, it's time to sort of roll into the backlog report. The backlog report, I've got. He's only the finest of Foley work here. Uh, we we take our sound effects budget very very seriously. We pay our sound engineer tons of money for that. And by tons of money, I mean absolutely nothing at all. When beating down your backlog, there's lots to report on. Got but, my report right here. <laughs> Why don't you sort of kick off the backlog report, and oh then gosh. we'll uh, we'll just we'll repeat the same order. Uh, we'll go Josh, Deuce, Parker, and then yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, okay. Then you'll finish. I'll, it up. That I'll close sense. this out. Yeah. All right. Um, well, unfortunately, not too much to report on. Um, yeah, just just been busy with life stuff. Um, and then I've just been real tired too. You know, just kind of, mm-hmm. I haven't been sick, but it's like after being sick and some of the kids still feeling the effects, just, just tired, sleeping a lot, you know, trying to trying to stay healthy. So um, really the only game that I've been playing is uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, and just a little bit of that. Ooh. It's it's nice to kind of pick up and play. Um and I'm still, man, I I just, I think I just met the third, like, actual playable character in the game. So I've only had two up until this point. Um, and that was, like, this morning while I was on the elliptical. Um, so I'm still pretty early on, maybe, like, <laughs> seven, eight hours or so into a, you know, like, 60-plus hour game from what I've heard. And and I can see why. It's already, like, a pretty big world so far. And and uh, I'm I'm just digging, you know, level grinding and stuff like that, like... I like I know I could go through the game faster if I wanted to channel my inner Wesley Ray and and just like blast through it but like no I I want to fight all the different kinds of enemies and gain experience and stuff and be overleveled that's just how I am. Um so yeah that's that's pretty much all I've been playing and digging it. Um in terms of I've really only been reading for my class. Um I am I am digging the book. I I uh, brought it up last week. I don't know if the you've listened the to world it view book since then. Yes. Yes. I ha- I have yeah. not yet. I have not. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really interesting. I'm digging it. Um there yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean I I quoted from it last week, and so that that was pretty cool. Um, but not really been reading too much else. One thing I did watch though, um, over the past week, set some time aside uh that my wife and I could just chill for an evening after the kids went to bed. And uh we watched a documentary that she had pulled up before like she had started watching it, but it was all in Japanese. And she was like, you know what, Josh would like this too. So she stopped it, and it's a documentary on ramen. That's on Hulu. It's called Ramen Heads, and uh, it's it's basically about this guy who owns uh, this ramen shop that's like known as like the best in Japan. Um, and then it, it talks about a couple other people who have done ramen in different ways, and like this one ramen chef who has like who got the first like Michelin star for um, just like making ramen and stuff. So it, it was a lot of fun. Um, the, the, my wife decided that if we were going to watch that movie that we'd have to eat ramen beforehand, that way we wouldn't get hungry <laughs> while we were watching the movie. Didn't matter. We still got hungry because like watching like top, the, like the best ramen ever. It's just like, man, that looks so good and so much better. Like what we had was good. Don't get me wrong. But what they but was it like Michelin, like you know, yeah, you can, Michelin yeah. star level right <laughs> <don't think> so. <laughs> not at all so uh i would highly recommend it it was a really fun 
documentary on Hulu called Ramen Heads. And that's pretty much all I've been into uh, over the past weeks. Not too much to report on the... Uh, the uh, uh, there's really not too much written on these pages. It's a couple pages, but uh, I used some 23-point uh, font here, so sorry. <laughs> well, Deuce, right. uh, have you played, listened, read, watched anything interesting over the last couple of weeks? Um... Yeah, I buy entirely way too many games, so mm. uh, dipping my toes into Triangle Strategy, um, oh, nice. hyper-carrying you two through Neo 2. He doesn't you know, buy it physically. Fun. Like, listen, <laughs> since you wanted to throw me under the bus earlier, pal, like, wrong, wrong venue. Uh, I, oh, yeah, I, I'm a firm, I'm an some avid grievances. advocate of digital copies only, because then I can call Nate and be like, yo, so I picked up Triangle Strategy. And my favorite moment is when it's like physical or digital. And I just get that <laughs> opportunity to like digital, digital and hear the groan of frustration. I'm just no. like, dude, dude, like if you buy it physical, then you can lend it to me and I can lend you stuff that I buy. And he's like, no. Yeah. At least he's Refuse. honest about his self-serving motives behind the whole thing. Yeah, I'll I'll pray to Jesus to forgive me for myself just there. Um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, kind of trying to work through the the monster that is Shin Megami Tensei Five as well. Oh, um, yeah. Nice. It's I I take way too many games on at once. And then, as I said earlier, to reiterate, I play horrible games. I fell into the trap that is Destiny Two all over again, <laughs> and I picked up Witch Queen. So I've actually been going through that on my own just because that's what I do. But yeah, mm -hmm. so. Those were my games. Um, not really watching too much. I mean, I did watch The Eternals. I wouldn't give yeah. it a good rating. It wasn't that good, in my opinion. Yeah. But I was impressed with uh, Shang-Chi. That was pretty awesome. Sweet. Um, and then, yeah, following up with a good old Disney Plus uh, Hawkeye. And okay. I don't know. Mixed feelings on that one. And then books. Uh, I was at my men's retreat actually two weekends ago. Three weekends ago now. And um, I just got it uh, about a week ago, but it's a book called The Story of God, The Story of Us by Sean Gladding. So I'm going to dig into that eventually here soon, maybe, possibly. Yeah. Nice. Cool, 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 cool. How about you, Parker? Take it. What have you been into? Mm, well, um, I recently uh, actually got a switch, which my company paid for because it fell under our wellness subsidy. So right before I left, uh, Stop. I was like, why you guys? Touch me <laughs> to <laughs> grievances. This dude does not pay Wait, for his consoles. Was it physical or digital? Was it physical or digital? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's called business. It's, it's digital, so I can't loan it to you, Nate. <laughs> He gets, he, like, dude, when he told me about this the first time, but when he worked for the company that he worked to prior to this, part of their wellness policy was like, hey, we're going to give you X amount of money to, like, you know, buy things for mental health and wellness. And, like, part of that, mm -hmm. like, covered, like, gym memberships and stuff. They also covered console purchases. So this goober, like, like, nice, basically got his PS five and an Xbox series X. And then following it all a switch OLED, the, the nice shiny white one 
for like very, very little out of his own pocket. I'm not going to say nothing, but very little, very, very little. <laughs> and it's like, I'm only bringing this up because I am insanely jealous. I wish the post office offered those kind of incentives. <laughs> Don't forget the power play too. He doesn't even play it handheld most of the time. He docks that bad boy. <laughs> like a boss. Yeah. Like a boss. <laughs> OLED, I don't need it. I got it. <laughs> He's saving the yeah. OLED screen. He's like, I'm going to save this. Um, exactly. Anyways, anyways, exactly. Yeah. My grievances. Yeah, yeah. So after, I mean, I guess the 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 quick and dirty is after being a long time PlayStation only guy, having the opportunity to have somebody else pay for my consoles has opened up my aperture for gaming, so to speak. So last year when the Series X came out, I kind of went down a, a tour of the history of Microsoft, playing all the Halo games and Gears games and stuff like that. This year was uh, it's been the year of the Nintendo Switch so far. So um, got the online membership, went back and played through like the original Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, and some of the, you know, classic retro console stuff there, but um, also been enjoying, uh, let's see what else, uh, dipped into the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 1 and 2, those are pretty excellent, um, played some Paper Mario, that was good, and of course, I mean, if you have a Switch, I feel like you have to play Breath of the Wild at some point, mm. just to say you mm. did it, so... Mm. so. <laughs> I, okay, so just and again, brief side tangent. I was gonna, I was gonna find a way to work this in and browbeat Josh a little bit. Josh likes to play this game called Poke the Bear, right? Where he, he likes things. Didn't even bring it up. That sounds like a fun one. I want to play that one too. So, uh, so yeah, you're right. You didn't bring it up, but you left the opportunity to sort of like just take some soul and just rub it into my. I didn't my, even bring up the the comparison. Okay. No, but as soon as the the opportunity presented itself, you were like, "Yes, I'm going to jump on this train and just harangue." I Nate. agree, sir. I agree. Uh, no, it, not it wasn't even directed towards you. You jumped in later. Okay. Uh, oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Anyways, the, you know, the, it, it was stemming off of Breath of the Wild and its placement uh, in relation to another game on our top 100 list. It, uh, yeah, and I was not. I was not, I mean, I was amused, but I was also exasperated because I was like, how many times do I have to say the same things over and over and over again? Um, no, it, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, yeah. and, and I was only half serious, <laughs> but the, 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 the half of that, of my little diatribe in the discord that was serious was super serious. <laughs> it's just up to you to decipher which half was the series half. Anyways, that being said, sorry for the rabbit trail. I'm just guess like salty about Breath of the Wild yeah. talking in my Discord. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> you enjoyed your time with Breath of the Wild, I'm assuming. I have, yeah. It's not like I, I love the simplicity and the minimalism of the game and the exploration and everything, but there are other games that I started playing that I just set Breath of the Wild down to play. You know, sometimes it's like, yeah, this is a great game. This is like, you know, a seminal game. It's super influential. But then there's other stuff that's just like the junk food of gaming that you just gravitate toward more naturally that you want to play. And for me, I think that's Xenoblade Chronicles for sure. So I kind of paused on Breath of the Wild and where it was easy for me to put down Breath of the Wild, I could not put down Xenoblade Chronicles 1 or 2. Wow. So 
tells you a nice. lot about how lowbrow my tastes really are. But <laughs> but I do have to say, Dragon Quest Eleven. I'll put a quick plug out there. That's one of my all-time favorite games. So ah. cheers to you for, for digging in on that one. Awesome. I'm jealous. It's your first time. I wish I could experience it all again for the first time too. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's just been little spurts so far though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's actually uh, you know a game that uh, one of our patrons nominated for us to play. So I actually have to pull the trigger and make the time to sort of work my way through it. And it's, it's one of those things I'm, I am very much looking forward to that experience, but uh, I did mention in the discord, like I'm a little like JRPG out right now. Um, so uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to sort of, um, I don't know. When I drove big truck, right, we we call this thing called like finding the gear and you would sort of float the clutch around a little bit and just try to find where like if you didn't always know what gear you needed to be in, because there's like there there can be 18 gears, 15 gears. It's been a while since I drove big truck, but there's a lot of gears and it's it sounds way more complicated than it actually is. But once you get used to it makes a ton of sense anyways but sometimes you got to like float around a little bit until you find where it's sort of like the truck wants to be and i'm trying to find that spot where it's like okay like yes here's where i can engage with an rpg like a a turn-based jrpg again um because i i chewed through final fantasy 9 just a little bit ago and uh, that kind of that that worked me over a little bit but anyways uh Anything else you've been into, Parker? Like any any good flicks, any good shows, any good books recently? Um, not really so much on the movies and, and TV side of things. I don't watch a ton of TV or movies. Um, books, I kind of went old school. I've been reading the original Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. Um, so it's um, it's it's pretty thought provoking and deep. I feel like I have to read it in pretty small bursts in order to mm-hmm. sort of like sit back and, and digest what I've read because it's just an incredibly dense book, but yeah, I mean, it's excellent. So if you get a chance to check it out. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly sure. sort of, you know, also recommend Pilgrim's Progress. It's one of those books that I do have to sort of like, it is difficult for me to read because it's just like, the most basic allegory slash metaphor on fate on the face of the planet. And there's a part of me that, uh, very, uh, Tolkien esque in my sort of perspective where it's like, I hate allegory. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I tolerate it, but, uh, and, but yeah, Pilgrim's progress is, is absolutely like sort of required reading and it's not bad. I'm just saying like, I kind of like, I'm like, uh, just, I just want somebody to like come through and just write a, less just a, a version of it where the allegory just isn't laid on thick. Like, I don't know. I don't have a great allegory to describe my loathing of allegory. Um, anyways, <laughs> all that being said, like everything I say is bringing up feelings so far for Nate tonight. I'm, I'm afraid to, <laughs> to put anything else in the chat here because he's just got the feels tonight. So, it's like Pilgrim's Progress is great. Uh, like I said, it's just uh, it, there's a stylistic choice that I'm sort of like, yeah. and that's more probably just because I'm a snob and a contrarian, and I like to I like to just sort of like turn my nose up at all sorts of good things just because I can. Uh, anyways, um, 
uh, as far as my backlog report goes, uh, as far as games go, I mean, I've been playing Neo 2, 2 with you guys, and that's sort of been like, now I've also been playing it on my own because at this point in time, we're, we're sort of just drilling down on the campaign, the story bits uh, for Parker. Um, and then like I go back and I sort of like I I'm I'm actually like into the loop of the game where it's like uh, I've, I've found a, a play style and a build that really suits me and I sort of get into it. And um, so, yeah, I that's been just playing a mess of that. Uh, when I'm not playing that, I have been sort of like chipping away at Link's Awakening. Although, honestly, over the last couple of weeks, I haven't really put too much of a dent in it. I, I burnt through like the first like three temples, four temples in just like the space of a couple hours. Just I was like, oh, this is great. Just sort of chewing through it. And I, I stalled out a little bit. Uh, I am going to go back. I just like I said, uh, it's just kind of uh, Neo 2 has been sort of sucking up the oxygen in the room. Uh and then as just far as something sort of even a little different, I did sort of add something else. Um, and it's more of a sort of an it's it's uh, on deck more than anything else. I haven't actually played it, but I decided to pick up the nonary, uh, the nonary games, Josh. Um, and I'm going to mm, sort of chew I through like those it. on. I was like, I haven't played my Vita in a while. Um, I, I think I also yes. have it on my PS4 slash PS5. But I was like, uh, I just. You know, it seems like something I could just sort of like, you know, grab my Vita, maybe, you know, sort of in bed, play it for a few minutes before like I, I conk out kind of stuff or, you know, just like I, I know it's not a super chill experience, but it doesn't seem as sort of <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to require the the energy or the this sort of like. Like when I'm playing Neo, Neo two sort of like, it's like, you're all in. It's like, yes. it's a souls like, yeah. and it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, if you're not paying attention, you're going to get punched in the face, like repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even if you are paying attention, we're just going to like kick you in the, in the, in the junk repeatedly just because like <laughs> the game likes to, Yikes. you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, listen, it says a lot about the way I feel about myself that, uh, I, I willingly <laughs> subject myself to these things. Um, uh, all that being said, uh, that's sort of what I've been playing as far as what I've been reading. Uh, no books in no books really specifically. I've been reading some essays um, on compatibilism, which uh, just sort of uh, I, I recently engaged with someone on. Uh, I don't because th th this could potentially turn into an episode and I don't want to sort of leak too much. But I recently reached out to somebody and talked to them about sort of their misconceptions in regards to the historic uh, perspectives of Calvinism and reformed the reformed positions on determinism versus compatibilism. Uh, and, you know, I would just sort of say like, you know, and again, I'd point somebody to uh, chapters three and I think it's chapter nine of the Westminster Confession of Faith. And I would assume similarly so with the London Baptist uh, Confession, uh, the 1689 as well, because the the LBCF is basically the WCF only. You guys got rid of the, the smart parts where we talked <laughs> rightly parts. so about the sacraments <laughs> and church polity. Um because you guys had to like ruin a good thing. Uh, anyways, all that being said, uh, I'm also reading I'm some. One, I'm the one poking the bear, by the way. You know, I'm the. I'm the <laughs> well, I, dude, it's like you wanted to take your shots earlier. You know, 
what I say, sometimes you poke the bear and the bear turns around and mauls you. Um, <laughs> this is how the game works. Um, anyways, um, but, uh, so I'm reading some essays on compatibilism and the reformed and, uh, the historic reformed and Calvinist position on determinism and, and things like that. And it's just sort of, it's interesting. It's kind of weighty. Uh, it's required me to sort of go back and sort of dig through, um, you know, old, older philosophical texts as well that I haven't sort of either dealt with in years or dealt with at all, just because this is, it's sort of a position where I've known where I've stood and I know why I stood there and I did the reading on it years ago. But if you ask me to go back, it's like, it's like one of those things. It's like, I thought about this 15 years ago, you know, 20 years ago or whatever it was. And now I'm like, well, I remember why I, I sort of got there. But it's also, yeah. Anyways, so that's that's sure. sort of what I've been reading. Um, like I said, nothing, n- no major works in particular. It's just sort of uh, bumping around on a few different essays and and some articles that Jared has, uh, you know, put in, you know, has sent my way. Um, as far as that's Sweet. concerned, uh, as far as uh, I have been listening to, and again, it's sort of more in that sort of weird fiction, weird sci-fi kind of stuff. Um, there's a series of books and it starts, um, out with like, I think the first book is called like the torturer's apprentice or in the, sh- oh. the shadow of the torture. And it sounds a lot more grim than it actually is. I mean, I'm not going to say it's like super friendly because it is. Um, but it's, it's, it's sci-fi and it's sort of, uh, yeah, uh, the, the guy, I'm just going to look it up on my phone since I have the thing right here. Um, Gene Wolf is the guy's name. It's a G E N E W O L F E. Um, it's the, the new earth cycle. Um, there's four smaller books in the first one. And then I'm, I'm on the last larger work. Uh, it's, it's, I don't want to say pretentious because it's actually really stylistically pretty solid, but it's like really heady sci-fi. Um, asks okay. a lot of really interesting questions, sort of like plays around with time and reality. And uh, it's it's kind of weird and goofy. And it's it's exactly the sort of junk that I like right now. So um, it's it's good, but it's also one of those things. It's like it's like the Vandermeer books where I'm like, yeah, uh, these are weird. They're not for everybody, but I'm digging them um, anyways. And they spell Earth. U R T H. He spells Earth. U R T. Which, yeah, it's it's a r- really interesting uh, ser- series of books. Uh, as far as watching things, I haven't really been watching anything. I'm like, yeah, other people should check this out. It's like kind of just like, yeah, do more of that slice of life stuff. There's some good bits in there, and uh, I had somebody try and tell me that Taiga from Toradora is not a Sundari, and uh, I'm just going to look at him and be like, dude, uh, dic- you know, dictionary.com would disagree with you. Um, that's that's all I will say about that. Um, <laughs> he knows the who he is. <laughs> the area of grievances. There's been a lot of that, this, um, this sort of. Uh, yeah, in, in the Discord, you just mentioned Taiga, and I'm like, Ultraman Taiga? That's all I know of. 
Uh, no, no. Talking about some chick, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, dude, no. Josh. I, I would, I would actually recommend Toradora to anybody. Like, it's a really cute okay. slice of life. It's pretty wholesome for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a cute little story. Um, it's fun. It's, it's, it's sweet. Um, it's cutesy. So, and that's like, that's that's where I'm at. Even though I I finished that up a while ago. Anyways. Um, but that sort of leads me on to, uh, just, uh, my beat down score is still at zero because I have not been anything recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really just at some point in time when I finally sort of, we finally pulled the trigger on Neo two at that point in time, I think that that might be sort of the impetus to sort of get some of the ball rolling on, uh, on scoring a little bit, but you know, as always, I'm going to sort of roll into my little spiel here. Um, just for those who have been following the, the, the backlog beat down, um, the, the, um, uh, talk pretty someday. Um, the GG app is the official app of the backlog, uh, be down uh, 2022 season. Uh, we actually have the official blessing from the creator. He was like, I was like, mm. it was, we had him on for an episode and he was like, mm-hmm. we were like, can this be the official, you know, app of the, the backlog beat down? And he was like, sure. You know, um, he loved it. He loved the idea. He loved the he idea. Was, he was all about it. Yeah. He mm-hmm. just ranted and raved and just, um, yeah. Uh, but it's basically a letterboxed app for your video game collections. Uh, you can rate and review the games that you've played. Uh, there's a bunch of different categories. Uh, you can create custom lists and you can see what your friends are playing. Uh, he has, there's a, a free model, but he also has some premium experiences and, uh, the, the premium or pro members actually get early access. They can beta some stuff, um, you know, and Charles is a good guy. We we love the app and uh, we love what he's doing over there. And we would be remiss if we didn't sort of recommend that you guys check it out. Uh, and again, especially if you're participating in 2022's Backlog Beatdown. Uh, and other things and other things that we love, um, we love doing this podcast, right? And hopefully if you're listening to it and you've done the sharing and the caring, you've rated and reviewed and you've done all the free things. If you were wondering how you could support us and support what this podcast does, maybe go a little bit above and beyond. Uh, we do have a Patreon. It's uh, basically a tip jar. Uh, there are some perks. Uh, patrons get exclusive content. Uh, there's video versions of the podcast. There's uh, early access um, you know, to, to the podcast and, uh, the patrons have a little more access to Josh and I, as far as helping us to, to shape sort of just the general drift of the show. Uh, we, we talked about Dragon Quest 11 earlier. Josh is playing that not only because he wants to, but because it was nominated by several of our patrons for us to sort of play through and do an episode on this year. And like I said, I will be getting around to it at some point in time. Those are just some of the perks to being a patron. Um, so go ahead and check that out. Links are probably in the show notes. I'm going to assume that they are. And lastly, um, yeah, Josh, Josh is vigorously saying, yes, of course they are, Nate, you idiot. Um, yeah, that's that's what he communicated with that head nod. And lastly, uh, we are proud members of the Playwell Network alongside uh, the artist currently known as the techno funk boy, our friend Paul, and Wesley Ray, the henshin dad himself. Um we love those guys. We love the content they make. And we think that you would probably like it too. 
Uh, so go ahead and check them out. And with all that being said, here's a word from one of them. <clears throat> Excuse me, may I have a moment of your time to talk about the wonder and beauty of tokusatsu? See, tokusatsu is a Japanese word for special effects and usually refers to the super fun TV shows you watched as a kid with those heroes wearing spandex and those giant rubber monsters and cool explosions and awesome transformations. That's so cool. I happen to be a big fan of it and run a podcast about the entire genre. So if you could just, like, I don't know, subscribe and, and take a listen to my episodes, I'd greatly appreciate it. It's called Henshin Dad Podcast, and it's it's kind of awesome, <laughs> or at least my, my mom thinks so, but she still hasn't reviewed it on iTunes yet, no. But anyway, thanks for your time. Just just check it out, the Henshin Dad Podcast. It's on Anchor, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, okay, okay, bye! And we're back. All right, guys. So you're saying like, and I, I alluded to it earlier here, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I did say that I have friends and apparently that, that was mm-hmm. even sort of called into question. Um, but, um, you know, it's come up in the last couple of episodes, you know, where I've been talking about like we, that Deuce and Parker and I have been playing Neo two. Um, mm-hmm. but we've been sort of doing this co-op thing. I don't know. It's, it's probably going on close to a year where we've been like Parker, I think a little bit longer for you and I, where we sort of were looking for co-op multiplayer games to sort of like chew through and just sort of hang out. But then we rolled deuce into it recently. Um, and that was probably, and I, I'm just sort of thinking about, um, some of the games that we've played. Um, you know, we played the division two together and Deuce, you were sort of a hard carry on some of that as well. You had already sort of gone through a good bit of that. And you were just sort of like running alongside that content with us at times. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel, Parker, I think you and I sort of romped through a good bit of that stuff together. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else here. Uh, was that uh, Remnant from the Ashes? We all three of us did that together. Um, I I actually really like that game. I'm thinking about going back to it at some point in time. Um, it's like one of those interesting ones that there was something about that game that really got its hooks into me. I actually wrote down, uh, Parker, you and I actually played Streets of Rage 4 together, uh, all three hours oh, of nice. that. Um, that was literally <laughs> when I came to visit you before, before you moved from DC. We... Mm-hmm. I signed in onto your PS five. We downloaded it and then we sat down and played it for like three hours and just beat it. Um, which a little bit of couch co-op for you. Yeah. We yeah. did a little bit of couch co-op and deuce. You and I have sort of done some couch co-op years ago. I don't know if you remember this deuce. Um, back when I was staying with mom and dad for a little bit, um, when they had first moved to Reading. I had that three that three sixty, and we played. What was that weird uh, North Cyber Norse game? Um, oh, Two Human. Two Human. We played Two Human together, yeah. and we're like, "Oh, this yeah. game's a hot mess," but we kind of liked it. It was fantastic. Uh, it I was, regret nothing. It, it was trash, <laughs> but I couldn't stop playing is, it. Is that where is that where you got your nickname from? Deuce from Two no. Human. No, no, you just loved it that much. No, literally, the dudes just came from there's too many Lukes, so it's easy. <laughs> well, 
and it's, too many humans named Luke. Yeah, so yeah too, exactly. Too human. yeah, Parker too human. and his brother were playing. What was that? Uh, that uh, wild, was Breakpoint. it Wildlands? Oh, it was Breakpoint. Yeah, it goes goes well both actually. Yeah, goes week on Wildlands and Breakpoint. Yeah, Parker has two brothers, and so one of his brothers was it was the Parker Austin. brothers. Uh, they make tabletop yeah. games, right? We do, yeah, in our spare time for sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But they were playing that, and Deuce was on there, and it was just like I think there was a little bit of confusion, and just a. I'm giving a, a very abbreviated version of the story, but my brother was just like, "Just call me Deuce," and it's stuck. And uh, is that where it came from? I, I meant to ask him, like, where the where the Deuce nickname originated from? If it was, I think uh, it was literally because he kept saying Luke, and. Then we both kept answering. I'm like, you know what? From now on, just call me to- call me Deuce. And it was sort of like tongue in cheek. And then yeah, and, and the but you fashion. you've really owned it because your 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 PSN name is it has a go has Deuce go in home. it now too. So go you know, big or like- go home. <laughs> Own it. So, but but you know, and it's sort of been funny because. Um, like I said, we grew up and growing up, Deuce and I, we really only had an NES. But I think like even there, like I recently played through River City Ransom. I think the two of us played a whole mess of River City Ransom, yeah. the original nice. one together. Uh, Double Dragon 2. Yeah. Like it, it just like we, we've been sort of like and there's seven years difference between us. But we've always sort of played a lot of games together, um, at least when when i have co-op and there was a period of time where it was like as i was the older brother and i was like a little more capable or developed where i would just like like if we were playing something competitive i would just mercilessly destroy him and as i've Uh. gotten older and he has matured um that has that that has sort of faded into the background more often than not he's the hard carry and i'm just like what is going on here um you're just like bending over to pick up your phone yeah <laughs> pretty much and i'm like i i you i take you know, my my head gets i pop up and i'm like what what happened oh we beat the game oh okay um <laughs> but what i mean is there anything else that oh you know what there's something i'm we're, we're still we're, we are still airing some grievances um there oh, was man. something that we played last october joshua that uh, yes. you were supposed to hop on with us <laughs> and <laughs> never, never materialized, bro. It didn't, it didn't work. Nope. Nope. Yep. I still have Nate it. Is, on the uh... PlayStation. <laughs> yep. And well, if you wanted to go back into it, Parker was telling me that there was a, uh, the PS5 got a native update and it has mm. like three different performance modes. Now I know that doesn't help you any, but it has sort of like, tempted me to sort of reinstall dying light and uh nice. just or not dying i i don't know if i said dying light too earlier but dying light back in october yeah, yeah. we were all supposed mm-hmm. to play and just sort of we were actually this this original idea for the podcast was like get all four of us on here talk about dying That's light right. two. it was going to be a really cool spooptober thing and so i did want to just like like talk about that because it's one of the more standout and and recent sort of um things and this was actually one that um parker had played i think a little bit more of it than i had i had been meaning to get around to it 
I went hard down the rabbit hole and we sort of roped Deuce into it. And Deuce was like, after a while, he was like, he was like hard out. He was like, I'm done. Um, Even though like, because like, and, and just like that, that game gets spoopy times super quick. Like the, the day night cycle. Um, And at some point in time, I would like to just maybe have, an actual conversation about dying light, because I think it, it's, it's, there's a lot of really cool things there. Um, so why don't we just sort of, I guess some of it is, um, how do I want to say this? I've just been thinking about this because like prior, prior to the last couple of years, and it's not that, and again, like I said, I've sort of been dabbling with co-op, but the last couple of years, co-op has become much more, like we actually look for games now and we're sort of like, what can we sort of like throw into the roster? I think uh, we were sort of actually, you know, Deuce brought up destiny two and we were actually having a conversation on trying to figure out how, like my thing is like, I keep hearing that this game is like the best thing since sliced bread, but I've also heard that with the recent sort of vaulting of content, there's there's no real on ramp to this game anymore. Mm-hmm. Destiny Two is a great game as long as you like Destiny Two, and if you mm-hmm. don't, there's no real sort of easy entry point. It's just like, here you go. You know, the Witch Queen is supposed to be all that in a bag of chips, but there's no way for me to open that particular bag without sort of just making a mess. And so um, we've actually, I you know, we we've sort of got. Uh, a few other things like I think so up on on deck I think for as far as our co-op slot I think the tentative plan is like we're gonna go back through uh we're gonna play uh through the Borderlands 2 DLC Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep or whatever that is um then there's some DLC for Division 2 that we had never really wrapped up so we're gonna go through and sort of maybe drill through that and then there's talk of us even potentially sort of dipping into co-op on the Scott Pilgrim uh, game. So mm. we have we have a few different things. And I think that's that's one of the things like. And I guess this is sort of where I, I we can actually sort of kick off the conversation. Right. Is that what I've noticed is since we've started playing co-op a lot more is that I'm a lot more open to playing games that. I normally wouldn't have thought about playing. Um, I've actually, and because it's sort of an easy access point, I've become a lot more interested in shooters as a genre because of this, mm-hmm. because it's like, I liked Borderlands too. And I liked, uh, I, I like the Borderlands games as a general rule, but I went back to them, you know, to sort of play with Parker and with Deuce and then division two sort of opened up the third person shooter, you know, and, and it's, you know, this is just a genre that sort of naturally has a lot of like co-op opportunities. And, uh, but like I said, what it's done is it sort of exposed me to a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't have normally picked up on my own. Like, mm-hmm. like even Neo and Neo two, cause I think, well, Parker, you and I co-opted the bulk of Neo, and Deuce, you and I played Neo a couple of times together as well. Um, yeah, but like Neo was a primarily a co-op experience for me, 
And hmm. like, I was interested in the game, but that's sort of what got me over the, the, and like really got me over the line was like, I could, this could be sort of something that I could jump in with a friend and we could do this together and we could commiserate, especially in the case of like Neo. And uh, <laughs> I, I look forward to doing that uh, at some point in time with Elden Ring. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just sort of like, mm. you know, getting communally ground into dust and sort of just being like, this game hates me and I can't stop playing it. Um, but um, I wanted to sort of ask you guys, um, in particular, Parker and Deuce, like, uh, how has the sort of the and, and Deuce, you've always played, I think, a lot more co-op than I, I have and maybe even than Parker did. But like, let's sort of talk about maybe personal histories real quick with co-op, but then talk about like some of the ways that the last couple of years playing co-op has like some of the stuff it's exposed us to and just some of the way it's even changed how we look at gaming and approach gaming a little bit more because there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here that will sort of like hopefully be able to sort of unpack and dig through a little bit. So Parker, why don't you sort of kick us off here? Like talk about a little bit about uh, just the last couple of years as far as like co-op playing and, uh, and, and again, you know, we'll just sort of, we'll jump off from here and we'll see where we go. Yeah, so co-op gaming, um, it's something that I've really been interested in and have been doing pretty heavy for a couple years now. And part of it is because I've got two brothers. They're both younger than me. They both live in different parts of the country. There's not a lot of opportunities for us to just do stuff together. And for guys, for men, I think in particular, it's just not that appealing to get on the phone, like talk about stuff. It's much more accessible to say, hey, let's do something together. Like, let's play a game together. And then you, you know, you open up a voice chat line and there's an opportunity to talk just like you're on the phone talking about stuff anyway. So there's the, the personal connection, but there's also the sort of like male bonding kind of shared experience thing as well that goes with it. So I just, I found that to be a really good way to sort of like keep tabs on my brothers and, and connect with them. And, you know, I've also got a buddy in California. And um, so he and I, you know, it's one of our primary means of keeping in touch as we play games and we talk about life together, you know, and that's in addition to obviously, you know, you guys where we get on usually once a week or twice a week or whatever, and just kind of hang out and, and talk and, and game and stuff. And, you know, where I'm not going to get on the phone and sit with an open phone line for three hours, just, you know, chewing the fat, I will hop on a game and play through a game with somebody and, and spend two or three hours doing that. And, and arguably it's a better experience because, you know, anytime there's some kind of like lull in the conversation or whatever, well, you're playing a game, there's no pressure. So it just feels like a really easy way to, to stay connected to people. And, you know, it was something that I had been trending toward. And then, um, COVID, I think, sort of poured the gasoline on the fire, so to speak, for that, where I think it it sort of opened a lot of people's mental headspace to doing stuff virtually and to connecting that way. And I think took a lot of the stigma away from like doing stuff online with other people because we were all forced to do that at some point during the journey. Um, so, you know, I think it's been a, a really good experience. I was kind of primed and ready for it pre-COVID, but I feel like you know, all through COVID and now sort of coming out of COVID or wherever we are with that, like, you know, it's just been um, a really good sort of add to the, the video game experience as a hobby, you know, to sort of like pull friends in and family members and stuff like that and be able to, to bring that sort of shared experience piece to, to what, is, what can be very otherwise a very solitary experience. So 
that's kind of my experience and where I come at it. But yeah, I've really, really enjoyed playing with my brothers, with you guys, with friends all over the country. And it's just a way for me to stay connected with folks and, and have a fun shared experience with people. How about you, dude? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, I kind of like just look back at that, even like growing up, um, even within my close friends, like we played, we played games like, uh, dynasty warriors uh and we did the split screen co-op and that was just that was everybody's played it it's it's fantastic like i said i love horrible games um i will die for that series <laughs> even though i know it's rent to do but it is what it is um but that being said like uh yeah that's always been part of the way that i play games uh I don't really know how to explain it other than like there's just something about being able to even and then it was like the couch co-op aspect of just talking out with your friends and you had a good time playing through a game or beating levels together it was always rewarding to me because it's not just about okay like I'm having fun it's look at my accomplishment but more or less like hey remember that one night uh one of my childhood friends his name's Mark Bound but we called him Meat different story we're not going to go down that road but <laughs> i remember me and i the one night uh it was like a friday after school and we played from like 3 30 until like 4 30 on saturday just non-stop with dynasty wars <laughs> things like that where it's like okay we can't physically do that anymore i think i would actually just keel over but um there's like always been a bit of a like a nostalgia or like a, a an appeal to it um and then you get into games nowadays where like and parker and i have talked about this several times like there's a lot of games out lately that were i think it's great that they're trying to do like a solo i'll, I'll use the example of elden ring like everybody loves it i think it's fantastic uh, i haven't played it but everything that i've seen i'm like man it's really cool to see what that what from software is doing but like i always get hung up with the the biggest things like well it's it's about that solo journey and i'm Parker and I have talked about this. It's like I'm on board with him. We're like, I don't have time for that anymore. I have, I have kids, a wife. I've got way too much stuff outside of work. That's like, wait. So I'm gonna beat my head against the wall now, so to speak, with this boss till I figure it out. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm. Well, I'll just wait. I can play with people. I think um, what's what's interesting, just sort of you know, stepping in here for a second. What's really interesting is I think that. Elden Ring is actually, I think even though the, the Souls game started out as sort of being a uniquely sort of hardcore single player experience, um, they've been making steps towards like, and even with Bloodborne to a certain extent, as early as Bloodborne, um, I don't, I've, I haven't played Dark Souls one or two or three all that extensively. I know three is pretty much very similar to Bloodborne. But there's sort of there is a co-op element. It's a little obtuse. It's not exactly like easy. And even original Neo's co-op element was kind of like, eh, this is like, but it's there as an option. And I think that uh, FromSoft is is actually it seems like they're sort of leaning into that because I've basically heard that this is not only is it it's still difficult, but everybody's saying it's the most accessible souls like game out there but it's also it's that the 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 co-op is actually a lot easier to access and and i i really think that they they recognize that these games yeah yes there is sort of a special triumph and like when you can like solo 
you know, the super hard boss on the new game plus, you know, 10 times or whatever. But there's also like a lot of fun in sort of like, I mean, even in playing Neo 2, it's like there, it's been a ton of fun because sometimes like even last night when we were playing and it was like, like Deuce is like he's ahead of us by several levels and like a hundred levels like a hundred levels i, hit, yeah, I just levels. hit a hundred just yeah a couple a few a, a what, couple. what level what level are you right now in neo 2? uh like 195 194 okay so he's like 90 <laughs> levels ahead of us but and again that's why he's the hard carry um but it's been one of those those things where even there, like last night there, we were going through this stage a couple times and it was just like, the game was like, oh no, like we're going to like, it's like, Hey, run in here. And it was like, oh no, you all die. Um, yeah. you know, and some of that is like, Ooh. you know, like these games, like, it's like, cause it's like, you get like, you get used to it and you're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's like, no, you're not. No, you're not stupid. Like I'm going to punish you. <laughs> um, but, um, I did like, you, you know, so I, I just wanted to say, like, I think honestly, there's a special sort of like, I think I, honestly, I'm pretty much going to like treat Elden Ring. Like, I'm not going to, I'll I'll probably do exactly what I'm doing with Neo too, where it's like, there will be some content that I just solo and where I'm like, I'm just like screwing around and trying to like do stuff. But I intend, I really hope that I'm able to sort of like co-op a good chunk of that just because I think it's going to make everything a little more enjoyable. Um, but you know, and I was, I was thinking about it, like, and, and Josh, I, I kind of wanted to draw you into this. Like, I don't remember, like I, did you guys, we, we sort of grew up in an area era where coach couch co-op and they talk pretty someday, but couch co-op was actually like kind of a big thing. Like we had the mm -hmm. Mario Kart games and um, yeah, I, I know. Park. Yeah. And like Smash Brothers and things like that. And there and ha Halo land parties. And there was a ton of that mm -hmm. stuff was, I mean, the first time I played Halo one and two, uh, I co-op that. No, I played Halo one by myself. Then I co-op that with my buddy. We did couch co-op split screen. My buddy Noah. And the two of us just sat down and I think we played like through legendary together or something like that. And then I, I think for a while, Deuce, we were even doing some co-op with our cousin Dustin on Halo three. Um, yeah. Uh, on, on, on three sixty. but like, like I have memories of like playing Simpsons road rage with some, mm. which is just like hand hands down. Like, if you're not going to play Mario Kart, like it's like crazy taxi Mario Kart kind of, we would do like competitive road rage, uh, Simpsons road rage, where we would try to beat each other's times and stuff like that. And it, it's just like, you'd have these, like these communal events. And I think it's just interesting that we, we live now in a time where that's actually like something that people are looking for and coming back to. And they're really actually looking for like the connective tissue because it's like, there's definitely something very cool. Like most of my games tend to be very solitary. Like, um, mm -hmm. there's a whole pile of stuff on there. Like, well, and Returnal's got a co-op mode now. So like, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, th that's now you guys need to buy PS5 so that I have somebody, yeah, I mean, <laughs> to, to play yeah. Returnal with. 
um, but, but, um, you know, it's something that it seems like it's sort of on it. And it seemed like the market for a while wasn't really paying attention to it, but it does seem like th- these games, like just the co-op experience in general is sort of like coming back. Um, Josh, I, I did want to just sort of like get you to weigh in here. Like, you, do you have any like co-op memories or like, I, you know, I know that you have a couple little ones. And so sometimes you play mm-hmm. games with the kids and stuff like that. But yeah. like, and I know that you didn't play it. You played some video games growing up, but like, did you have any like co-op stuff with friends like Mario Kart or Smash or any of that or? Yeah. So, so when I think of co-op, what uh, the, the system that comes to mind for me is Nintendo 64. Mm. Like that was like in, in its heyday. And I mean, like when I was younger, it was always older systems. I was never on the cutting edge of video games until like recently, until I've been an adult. Um, and, and so like, even if like Nintendo 64 wasn't the new hotness, like you could take that to a friend's house and bring four controllers and pop in, you know, perfect dark or, or 007 mm. or Mario Kart mm. or, you know, something like that. And, and just be up all night long, you know, like, like the, the stupid, um, uh, what you may call it the, the stereotype of like Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yeah. 100%, <laughs> you know, like it didn't have to be Mountain Dew, you know, it could be a 12 pack of whatever sodas, but you know, pizzas and, and chips and, and, and soda and like, like all night long, just, just having fun. And, and I did do that a couple times with, um, one friend in particular. Um, and he was more up to date with, with video games, but he did, um, Xbox. And so we would, we would jump online on, uh, Halo one and then kind of the lead up to Halo two and, and did that for a while too. So, but that was pretty much the extent of my online gaming. I just never have really done much online gaming, um, it was it was like literally couch co-op online <laughs> with yeah. him. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then, like you said, kind of recently, like what co-op has been is been more like, you know, if if I can get my game, if I can get my game, if I can get my wife to play a game, then we'll do some co-op every once in a while. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we recently played through a few um, levels of snipper clips. Um, you know, just, just some, some little things like that. Cause she doesn't really play video games hardly at all. Um, and then I guess, I guess it, it, that does remind me, you know, of like some rock band and stuff that we used to play, mm. you know, years ago, uh, that was big on co-op too. Um, but you mentioned it, uh, even just playing with my kids. Um, there, there are some games where they like to, they like genuinely just have fun watching. So something like Pokemon or um, Captain Toad we've played uh, or I've played and they're just like, you know, pointing stuff out and telling me what to do and stuff like that. Uh, but then there there are co-op experiences that I have with my son. He's super into Mario Kart right now. Um, so so playing co-op on Mario Kart 8 has been a lot of fun. And then um, also like Yoshi's Woolly World, we played through that one together and uh, some of the Lego games as well, or the Lego Marvel game we've played some. So really it's been it's been more family oriented but but uh you guys are giving me ideas like i love this i love this this is good stuff i was gonna say i think like and it's talking about the the sort of the the co-op stuff uh as far as like it's sort of kid friendly but it's also like a little it can be a little bit much um yeah castle crashers dude castle crashers is a ton of fun um nice 
And it's, but yeah, that, that one might be sort of one to sort of just like, maybe want to wait till Ollie's a little older uh, for that. Okay. Um, Okay. But it's, it's a good time. Uh, Megan and I played some of that together. Um, Micah, actually Micah Gear Solid and I played that together a little bit. He actually got me across the finish line on that one. That was a game that I had never Uh beaten. Um, just for whatever reason, just, it was like one of those things where I just never sort of, Mm. and he and I sat down and just, uh, he sort of, like I said, got me across the finish line on that. Um, I did want to ask, uh, you know, so like we all have sort of preferences like, and, and lately I've sort of, you know, I mentioned Returnal, uh, Hades last, you know, a couple of years ago, I was super big into Hades from uh super giant. Mm-hmm. I, I really have been enjoying kind of like the really tight gameplay stuff like doom 26, like gameplay has sort of been king for me lately. Um, I used to really be big into JRPGs. Um, but you know, I, I did want to talk, you know, and I mentioned it earlier, but like the, the fact of the matter is like, since I've started playing more co-op, it's sort of opened the door for a lot of stuff. Like to me, for me to like consider even playing or like, you know, and it's not that, yeah, I'm, I can be a snob. I can be a bit highbrow. And like, again, I can just be like, Oh, that's, that's dumb, stupid call of duty. Uh, But I would even (laughs) say like call of duty and, um, is it battlefield? Like I'm actually, kind of wanting to like maybe take a look at those because I've been playing a bunch of other stuff and it's like you hear about like, and I, I enjoy shooters and I'm like, well, I'm going to sort of see like what some of the best, I'm not going to play like the newest, but like what some of the best examples in the FPS genre are. And so, but, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that like, you know, like I said, I mean, we played a whole mess of borderlands two together and then playing the division. And I get it. The divisions. Yeah. It's a third person shooter, but I just sort of the question is like, and and anybody can sort of jump in here, but the question I have is like, what have you guys like, since we've been sort of primarily playing co-op or in the co-op experience in general, like how has that sort of expanded your horizons? Like, I honestly don't know if I would have picked up doom 2016 if we hadn't spent all that time playing like borderlands two uh, and borderlands, a pre-sequel. Like, I don't know, like, and I, and I could be wrong, but in my head, it was like, I, I played those and then sort of jumped into doom 2016, um, which I doom 2016 is awesome. You know, it's like one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I just for you guys, like, has there been anything that we've sort of played or that you guys have played co-op where it might not be exactly your cup of tea, but you've, you've sort of jumped into it and you're like, okay, like, and you've given things like a bit of a shake that maybe left to your own devices, you wouldn't have, you know, and like I said, anybody can sort of jump in. So Parker, Deuce, Josh. I can think of a couple things. Um, first thing that comes to mind for me is um, my wife is not a gamer at all. Sometimes if it's, you know, a more family friendly game, she'll sit down and watch and like, actually she's the kind who like point stuff out. Oh, you missed that turnaround, go pick that thing up or, you know, whatever. So Uh she'll be like my, you know, my silent number two on the couch there helping me sort of like scour the landscape or whatever, but she'll hop in to certain very sort of like exceptional 
games, I would say, and play with me. And examples of that would be like Overcooked 1 and 2, which I think are phenomenal husband-wife games. You just have to make sure your relationship is on really solid footing before you uh, (laughs) jump into a game like that, because you will want to raise your voice at some point during every session. Um, But, you know, I think... uh, Nate, actually, you know, you and I playing this uh, phenomenal co-op game called A Way Out um, Mm. was a really interesting sort of prison break game. And it's the only reason why I even considered playing It Takes Two. And It Takes Two is um, a masterclass in co-op gaming experience in sort of the purest sense of like everything's cooperative and you literally can't progress or beat the game without a partner sitting there playing with you. So, um, and again, that whole husband-wife vibe of the game itself and then playing it with my wife and playing as the husband and hers the wife, you know, adds kind of like a unique dynamic to it. So that kind of has opened up experiences for my wife and I to play where she's not at all a gamer, but she'll play something like that or she'll play uh sack boy with me on ps5 or you know um we played cat quest 2 together or stuff like that you know but i'm thinking like there, there's just certain games that she's mostly not interested in but when it comes to a game like that she'll actually pick up a controller and, and play with me and i mean a game like that is is really great so if you're looking for good husband wife co-op stuff i would definitely recommend it takes two and uh overcooked one and two yeah yeah we uh we played through most of the first overcooked together uh we could never beat the last level <laughs> though and we haven't gone back since my my, my wife's a, a perfectionist too so she's she, she not only not only did we beat it but she was like no we're going back and we're getting three stars on three every stars. kitchen every <laughs> single kitchen so that's intense yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's so cool. Um, yeah. I mean, when you asked the question, Nate, that's, that's like what came to mind for me was like, yeah, there's definitely, um, a handful of games that I've picked up, not because I was interested, but because I was interested in playing them with, um, yes, my wife came to mind, but then also my kids as well. You know, like I, I don't really care to play a Lego game. Like it just doesn't, it just seems like, eh, whatever kind of a thing but i specifically have like purchased them to play with my kids you know as kind of like an on-ramp um to to video games and then yeah you mentioned overcooked um you know i, I had said snipper clips i know there's another one that i'm forgetting um but there's something else that i've played through with my wife as well uh, well my wife and i uh played through um what was it the wii game the kirby game kirby's um epic yarn and that Mm. one's fantastic although i probably just because i like that series i probably would have played that one by myself but it was definitely a much better experience because i was playing it with my wife um you know and and things like uh you know this might be a little different uh but like i've purchased multiple jackbox games and those are like strictly uh you know like co-op experiences they they do tend more towards like the board game kind of uh type of game um, where you play them with friends. Yeah, Murder um, Trivia Party is a bop, dude. It slaps, <laughs> as, as the as the nice. kids say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is lit on fleek. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. That was like, a, you know, a decade ago. 
Douche, I I mean I, I was gonna say like dude, I know Dying Light was like not Oh, your, I absolutely hate it. If we're if we're being honest, it's a horrible video game, but you know <laughs> I care so deeply for other people. I feel I feel just led by by the spirit to uh weather those horrible, horrible video games. I am not a I'm not a I just don't like zombie games. I mean I the closest you get uh, me to a zombie game is like Resident Evil Five. Or six, which are like two notoriously worst Resident Evil games, but they're the ones I like mm-hmm. because, again, going back to the co-op aspect, specifically in five, um, was always just a fun thing for me. That it's like, hey, you know, you don't have to go it alone. You can, but you don't have to. Um, so that was always fun. Um, but yeah, I'm like, there's just kind of that's the biggest or like the key example I have is like, I despise zombie games. <laughs> I think they're horrible. I don't know why people enjoy them. Um, specifically, I'm pretty sure I have multiple ulcers now <laughs> that I can like point back to nice. Dying Light as like the cause of them. Um, <laughs> at least in my mind, that's what I'm gonna blame it on. But um, it was fun. Like, I mean, it, it was it was an it was an enjoyable experience. Um, like, I remember like the first time technically trying to just hoof it through an entire night cycle with you guys. That was as terrifying as that moment was for me. And I'm pretty sure I was shrieking like a little child um, as like the super zombies were chasing us or whatever. It was still, it was a good time. And I like, so that was kind of me stepping out, but I've always enjoyed a lot of co-op games. Um, I mean, specifically like talking about division two, other games like that. There's something about in like solving puzzles that aren't, these innate or intricate puzzles that take up hours and hours and hours like what Bungie I feel like does with Destiny now unfortunately a little bit but like just that that kind of relying on each other to kind of sort sort through the puzzle so to speak as a team has always been rewarding to me so I always get excited when there's a co-op opportunity but yeah genre wise like definitely like the horror games um I mean, pretty much if I can approach it with a group, I'll try it. But like Left for Dead, uh, Back for Blood was another one that I tried to play it, even though they queue you in with people. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this with random people. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I'm not doing this. It's, I can accept this about myself. Um, but yeah. Well, and I, I just like sort of touching on dying like here. I just remember one time we were playing and it was I – I like I had dipped in pretty hard and like I know Parker and I would just like drop a bunch of like gear for you. We were like, here, here's like a bunch of like, like really nice hammers and stuff like, you know, go bash brains in. And the difference, like what what's great about Dying Light, in my opinion, is that it's really two different games that are sort of sandwiched right up against each other because day cycle and night cycle are two totally different rhythms. Um, hmm. Well, it's the same game, but it's like, it's too like night. Yeah. Anyways. But I just remember one night we were out there and we were doing a night cycle and we managed to just, it was like, like four or five of those like super zombies. And the three of us are just like wailing mercilessly on these things. Like as soon as one would like try to like scatter away, like one of us would drop a flare and just run in there and start just wailing on these zombies. And then we'd like, we'd bait like another one in and we'd like, and we killed, we ended up. And I just remember like 
we're all like sort of like half screaming into the into the like going, <laughs> get him, get him, get him, kill him, kill him. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, you're making all the noises like <laughs> like you know, and it's I just I for me that's like one of those memories where it's sort of like burned into my head a little bit where it's just like and that was I don't know, man. I like yeah, it's it's spooky, but and I have a different relationship with horror games, like than I mean Deuce does, but like I kind of like them. Um <laughs> I don't like being scared, but I I like <laughs> scary games. Uh, go figure. Uh you know, and I would say like too, I th- I think too what's what's sort of been interesting is even at so we've been playing Neo 2, right? And Parker, you're sort of like at a point where it's like, this is like really not your cup of tea. You're, you're kind of like, I have it (laughs) and I'm playing it. And I'm like, but as we sort of go through, it's like, it's sort of been like, you're just kind of like, ah, I guess like I can see why some people like it, but it's not, not necessarily for me. But I think, I guess sort of tying that all together is what I've noticed is that as like the three of us as as we play it's like each one of us sort of fits into a role to a certain extent like um i think parker you actually tend to be a little more more jack of, of all trades but deuce is always very tanky you know he likes to face tank and i like to be like i'm a dps character so i like to get in there and just like you know it's like I like to just like splash a lot of damage around, but like as soon as I get hit, I die. Um, I like, I like to play glass cannons and I feel like, you know, we have this sort of like rhythm too. It's like when we're at our best, it's like, we're, we're all sort of like fulfilling three different roles, but it comes together and it's some neat like synergy. And we all sort of know what needs to be done. Uh, we have not, necessarily always had that here in neo 2 um where it has been just a lot of like again the hard carry where it's like this is like oh watch me face tank this thing and it's <laughs> a lot and then it's like we we come in and it's like oh and we die um but specifically oni shibata which yeah. is like one of the the toughest fights in the game dude that was th- that was rough dude he was so fast and just so just just i mean you know, we, we were fight. He's a, he's a hatchet welder. Um, but he's like this giant, super fast hatchet welding dude. And he just like rocked our faces last <laughs> night several mm. times. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, I, it's just interesting to me how like even some of that just in play that sort of like comes out, like even when we were playing division two, like each one of us had like a different, sort of build style and like we you sort of dink around and you you find the sort of like the build that works for you and then like i mean i mean that's been what it's what's been for me in neo 2 is like literally i was kind of like in the same boat as you parker where i was like this is fine like i can definitely see the appeal but then like i i got my build down with those fists and i was like oh no like i i love it like i rip in there I punch something a whole bunch of times. Maybe I shoot it in the head with an arrow or I set it on fire or I explode it. And then I rip in there and I punch it a bunch of times and then it just dies. And I'm like, that feels good. Like, I like that, you know? And, um, but have you guys had any, well, as we're playing co-op, like I said, like the, the sort of like the different play styles have emerged, but like, are there like any other things 
in this that has sort of like as we've been playing like that you've sort of learned about yourself or learned about you know maybe like each other as we've been playing through some of this stuff together like it just like because i think that's the thing is like parker you alluded to the fact that like this in a lot of ways sort of stands in like and sometimes like i'll call you or sometimes i'll talk to deuce on the phone for a little bit but like this really stands in for like the the really like the the heart to hearts and all that stuff. It's like we hop on there for two or three hours and yeah, we talk about life, we talk about whatever. Um, but we also like we're killing bad guys and taking their stuff. Um <laughs> you know. Uh and I guess like, you know, and I guess sort of like this has led to I guess is some sort of growth. I mean, like, you know, not to, you know, sort of, you know, spill too much tea or, you know tell anybody's business but i know that uh when deuce was looking for new jobs like that you were really instrumental in sort of like helping him sort of doing like talking about some of that and sort of giving him some like like tips and notes and coaching and that like was happening while we were you know killing bad guys and taking their stuff <laughs> i mean yeah. you know um and I guess, like I said, it, it was like, you know, what, what is something again, maybe that we learned about each other or learned, even learned about ourselves sort of as we were playing and as we've been sort of doing this over the last couple of years. I mean, yeah, you kind of hit it on the head, at least like for me, I don't know if it's so much about something I've learned about myself, but, um, having that opportunity because uh, Parker, you were saying at the beginning of this whole podcast that. Um, and I agree with it that we, we as men at like some fundamental level are like opportunistic that like, if you can get us to plug into an activity, it opens up the doors for us to kind of peel back our layers or I, I want to call them moles, but like our layers that we just naturally build up on as we get older for whatever reason. And so I, I just, you know, I've always felt that like there's whether I can actually achieve it or even be part of the process that like even on a, a, a more, I don't want to say spiritual, but like on, on a brother to brother in Christ perspective of it, that like, that's something that I always feels lacking within the church. Cause it's really easy for us to kind of just fall into our own rhythm and plug in and go to church and some people are extroverts, so plugging in and developing those relationships be, like comes naturally. While for myself, uh, I'm that weird, uh, nice INFJ or INFP somewhere in there, where I can be extroverted, but like that drains me, fit like mentally, it just exhausts me. But being able to plug in and play a game where it's just, hey, let's have fun, let's let's have some laughs and um kind of pulls away some of that that stress or that um taxation that occurs with that so like i've recognized like one it's helped me to kind of plug in with people in a better way um rather than just turtling or isolating myself and again doing like the one like yeah i still do i think every guy does we have our hobbies or our our, our things that just we gravitate to for our own enjoyment or focus but the the co-op environment has just been awesome even before you guys like i had another group that i played with obviously and um 
initially with that group it was fantastic and like i can recall a lot of really good memories that just were awesome but over time too um i think like especially as christians i would argue there's a bit of a conviction that we take advantage of these times but we also utilize them the way that i feel that they should be in that like you use this as an opportunity to engender real relationships with guys in in the co-op environment um not just so much as like yeah we we play games together it's like being able to key in with parker about hey here's my my job struggles like i need input or even just here's where i'm struggling spiritually like and getting insight is just so valuable so i guess if i had to say anything for me what i've learned is that i i need to step into this and uh obviously Nate's my brother, so it's always been easy to go to him as the little brother and complain about all the, the things I'd like to do and then get insight. But yeah, the co-op experience in general like has just been an opportunity for me to open up and kind of step into a bit of uncomfortable or discomfort, I should say, hmm. um, and just be okay with that. But also know that it's there is a level of like, hey, I, I can trust the guys. Like, again, like, I'm not saying like, hey, go find three random guys. Like, we're going to co-op together. Like, <laughs> don't do that. That might not end well. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, like this is a, it's a really good opportunity. And yeah. um, I just feel like there's there's definitely something within that uh, guy is far smarter, far smarter than myself. Um, if they could find a way to capitalize on kind of building into it, like there's definitely opportunities um, for building faith with other Christian men. Well, just to sort of jump on that and sort of flesh that out a little bit, I think sort of what you're you're also pointing out is that playing the games gives you sort of a a, a bit of an easy on ramp. Like this is it's yep. very casual fellowship that can like give you sort of like low test ways to sort of, you know, have meaningful conversations that can actually sort of escalate into more meaningful conversations. You know, it's like one of those things where like, you know, and it doesn't always turn out this way, but it's like, it, it, it's sort of a low stakes environment that gives you an opportunity to sort of feel out the water, you know, um, you know, especially like, because like, I mean, Deuce, you and Parker prior to sort of all of us playing games together a little bit really had only met a handful of times. One of being, which was like my wedding. Um, yeah. And, you know, now we're at a point where like you guys are playing, like, you know, we're all playing games, like, you know, again, like once or twice a week, you know, together. And like, we, we sort of like, it's that, that fairly frequent check-in, um, how about you, Parker? You know, just sort of, you know, what do you think? What do I think? Boy, I can talk about anything. What do you, what do I think about what? I guess is the question. <laughs> I already asked the question. I'm asking you to sort of weigh in on what we've been talking about, you goon. No, I mean, I, 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 I agree with all, everything that we're, we're saying here. I think there's, there's as much or as little as you want to take away from this, I think, you know, and if, if you're just looking for an opportunity to just relax and chill and, and have fun and do something with friends and still sort of be in your PJs in your living room, like this is a great opportunity to do that. (laughs) If you're looking to sort of like, you know, build some, some deeper relationships or have some more, you know, consistent connections with folks, you know, that you maybe don't live near anymore or whatever. Um, that, 
you can do that as well. Like I said, part of it for me is like, you know, keeping tabs on friends and family and, and folks like that. And, and this is like a great way to do that with, you know, my brothers who maybe were not all super talkative to just pick up a phone, you know, but say like, Hey, let's just play a game together and stuff is, yeah, there's no pressure there. It's just, it's just about having fun and, you know, hopefully you can sort of build from there. But, um, you know, I think it's like, a lot of people can come to the table on co-op games and get a lot of different things from it. Like I said, even just finding things to do with my wife um, and, and getting her involved in video games where otherwise she's not a gamer. And, you know, there'll be weekends where we're just kind of tired at the end of the day, but she's like, Hey, do you want to like play a video game? <laughs> you know, when we were dating, that was not on the table for us to do as an act- a shared activity together, you know? Um, so, but now as a married couple, we've got a couple games that we actually look forward to playing together. And so there's another shared experience, like a husband wife kind of thing too. So, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways you can use it. And Josh, you talked about with your kids too. And, and so there's, there's multiple avenues to, to engage with co-op games, whether it's couch co-op, online co-op you know, two-player story co-op, MMO, sort of like, you know, looter shooter co-op. There's a lot of different experiences out there and a lot of different kinds of co-op. Um, they're not all created equal or, or co-ops not all one size fits all by any stretch. So I think there's a lot of opportunity and I see it as like increasingly more opportunity moving forward um, for co-op experiences, new ones to, to come along and things, like I said, like, uh, you know, a way out or it takes two um, are kind of pioneering, like what co-op can, can really be in certain ways where we've just not had games like that before. So to me, it's really a unique, exciting, interesting kind of way to engage the hobby, but also bring other people along for the ride. Yeah. Josh, uh, you have anything you want to weigh in on? Well, I kind of, a while ago, I did a bite size on talking about um, like easy mode in video games. And I feel like I'm I'm kind of making the same point that I did there as well. But um, like, you know, just along the same lines of what you were talking about, Parker, how um, it's almost it's almost like a different mindset, like like video games it's it's no longer just an end in itself if that makes sense you know like a single player you know something that you do just to just to relax but it's a way to connect with someone else so like you know the the kind of the other side of the coin you know have have, it, it introduces you to new games well yes but it also like it's just a way to spend time with my wife or it's a way to spend time with my kids and make memories you know like like just connect on on you know that level where we're just having fun together where it's not just about the game that we're playing it's about spending time together so whether it's you know whether whether it is the you know, playing with blocks or playing um, a board game or something like that, or making up, you know, our own little game or whatever, like video games then falls in that genre instead of like, oh no, video games is like, yeah, kind of the end in itself. The the thing that I do, it's like, no, this is, this is only, this is a tool to serve like the building up of, of that relationship, if that yeah. makes sense. And I think that's super cool that you can do that. Um, 
And, and, and like for someone who does play a lot of single player games, like I kind of have to flip that switch <laughs> that like, no, I don't have to make any progress in this game right now. <laughs> like it's okay if we don't, if we're not any good at this, you know, it's, it's okay if they're, um, with, again, whether it's my kids, whether it's my, my wife or, or whoever it is, um, uh, you know, they may not have the same amount of skill or understand the video game the same way that I do. And that's okay. I have, I ought to be okay with it. You know, like I have to recognize um, that, that this is now like the video game kind of takes a backseat to, mm. to the relationship that's being built. Um, so, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of a caution there. Um, but, but by and large, I think, I think that's, that's really cool to recognize um, that, you know, just the, the way that we were built, you know, um, Deuce, you talked about it, how I think guys in particular, um, just having a shared mission to do something, yeah. something, yeah. no matter whatever, whatever it is, you know, whether it's like cutting the grass, you can't really talk when you're cutting the grass, but I mean, you know, <laughs> yard work or something, just like accomplishing a project together. If you can talk to a friend while you're cutting grass, that's pretty impressive. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't know that I've, that I've ever done that before, but I, I remember, um, like my brother and I, um, uh, we spent some time with our uncle who's out of town when he was putting in, when he was building a new fence, he had just bought this house and he was building a new fence. So we like dug the holes and put the posts down and yeah. the cement and all that stuff. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of like, uh, a project yeah. like that, yeah. you know, like it, there's, there's something about accomplishing something to get. And when it's something just for fun, like that's even, that's yeah, there's, there's something there too. So I think, yeah. I think this whole idea of co-op, it, um, it has a lot of potential, like we've been saying, um, to, to help build those relationships. And also this conversation, uh, makes me think that I should be investing in that more. Like this is this is a really cool opportunity that that I think I, I personally need to uh, think about how I can incorporate it more. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, thank you guys. Well, and you know, you always have an invite to die in light. Um, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. you can take my spot. I won't play again. <laughs> so by all means, step in. It's all you, bud. Enjoy. Um, uh, you know, you said something there, Josh. I think. Something that I was just, uh, you, you talked about how like, it's not always about uh, making progress. And mm -hmm. I think one of the things that like one of the, you know, there, there's been like other personal sort of like, you know, just, and again, just sort of like the, the low level sort of investment in, and sort of like, you know, cultivating and growing my relationship with, with these two dudes. But I think part of it though, too, man has been, uh, it, it really helps to break me outside of like, yes, we're still like, we want to like, you know, we play a lot of like co-op story games. And so like, we want to make progress. We want to beat the game. But in, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, the the making progress does sort of take a bit of a backseat where it is more about just like, you know, engaging the game well. I mean, like we were, I, Parker, I think you and I were talking about it like, earlier in the week just like trying to find like i was one of the reasons i wanted to check out destiny 2 was because i was like it would be cool if we just had like a mutual playground game like a game where it's like there were no real mm. stakes where we could just get on like do some dumb missions and sort of like dip out and bounce out like and it could just be like we don't have an agenda for x y and z so let's just fire up 
like there's nothing sort of really pressing on the table for us to like sort of look at and play through. So let's pull up whatever. And so that's sort of, but, and in a game like that, like, and even there, it's like, which sort of actually bucks up against even sort of like the, 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 the whole meta that drives like the, the beat down, right. Where it's like, you know, you beat the games and it's like, you know, obviously like, you know, we're going to beat Neo two and, you know, uh, you know, we'll have beating the divisions DLC and like, we're going to be beating stuff and I'm going to be taking chunks out of my backlog, but that really is sort of taking a back seat to just like, Hey, like, let's look for like way, like different things that we can sort of invest in and just sort of like hang out in like, you know? Um, and so like, it's it really, I mean, just for me personally, I think even sort of breaking that whole, um, have to make progress cycle like you know and and i would just say like and i've noticed that about myself over the last couple of years and i would say that this like this sort of like emphasis on co-op gaming has really sort of helped me to break some of the obligation that i felt like you know logan from trg talks about like how he doesn't use backlog anymore he used it's his gaming library and I think really this, the co-op sort of helped me like playing more co-op stuff and sort of really investing more in just sort of like, you know, I'm going to say it's going to sound really cheesy and sticky and whatever, but uh, you know, the journey, like it's more about just like, like it's more about just hanging out. Like the destination is there. Yeah. But it is more about like, sort of like the steps that we take along the way, which is really just, and I guess sort of like overall just sort of helped me in in thinking about how i approach my backlog and how i approach games in general it's like you know am i coming at this with sort of like you got to tick off this list and sort of bang these out and sort of move on and this one's done yeah sometimes that's still there to some some extent but it's taken the emphasis and the edge off of some of that and that's just something as like we've been talking i was like oh wow that's that's and that's really in a lot of ways you know do to you know growth and maturity um you know i've just been you know we had josh loftus on a couple episodes ago and talking about like the necessity of being in the church and i think too part of that is just like we need fellowship and this has been like our relationships with other believers really shape us in a way that um is is not always super we're not always super aware of but we need those we need those relationships and it just it's sort of been interesting over the last couple of years, just like how much I've sort of been, you know, and how subtly in a lot of ways I've been shaped and changed and just sort of making this like making these games and this these opportunities a priority. Um, it's just like I said, it's just something where I've, I've like, you know, it's. It doesn't, you, you don't always have to put a nice, neat little bow on everything, but I did, I was, as we were talking, I was like, oh, you know what, like really in a lot of ways like this is sort of shifted just even the way that i do approach games in general where it's like that mm. gotta beat it gotta move on gotta cross that one off the list it's it's really sort of like you know been able to sort of you know pump the brakes on some of that but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the real question now is speaking of the journey when are you gonna embrace the monster hunter journey and uh, join me <laughs> In any of the titles, dude, nope. I tried there to play 
world or whatever on ps4 and uh, by the uh, time i got on that everybody was like super leveled up and i was like and the combat's doo-doo in that game combat's doo-doo well, uh, well, well just isn't, he's, isn't that like the game what i'm so I confused don't, yeah, i don't like the combat he doesn't either. like it because he's bad at it. <laughs> i mean it's not so much that it's doo-doo like yeah i mean he's not wrong it, to some extent the combat's also... not like the like in comparison so we're playing like neo 2 and the combat's like super right. tight it's like super fluid it's like you know if if you're paying attention like it's like i don't know monster monster hunter is like you get locked in your frames it's slower it's, 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 it's slower a lot slower combat. it's a lot chunkier it's a lot i'm not mm-hmm. I mean, like maybe. I mean, it technically is sort of still in the pile. Um, I'm just like at, at some point in time I've we given up on it. Parker Parker tried Rise. He wasn't a fan. Ah, like I tried World Dude or whatever. It's the perfect co-op. It's the perfect mm-hmm. co-op. You want to talk about team building? It's perfect. <laughs> like yeah, you've got an objective. You can plug in. It's little short missions. Just got to learn how yeah, to use your overrun. giant sword or nice. It, I I think it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, you like Musou games, dude. Like, yeah, I know. I love horrible games. I'm gonna be their champion. <laughs> so, oh man. Well, yeah, I think Musou games are like the distillate. Like, it's just fun. Like, there's no yeah. substance. It's just fun. Oh, there's absolutely so, no substance. It's like yeah. you have an objective in a Musou game. What? Yeah, I mean, you're just not in there to just beat stuff up for a while and then be like, Nash okay, the I'm button done. and feel cool. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. Well, we got to start. Uh, we got to start winding down here. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, any sort of closing thoughts as we sort of wrap up this conversation? Anybody sort of like any parting shots here? Any final airing of grievances? I mean, I feel like that's what the monster hunter comment was, but yeah, I feel like I tried, and it's—I've been left on my hill, shut die down. alone. Sometimes the better part of friendship is just like looking at it and being like, "This whole podcast nah. about co-op is a lie." All right, it's a lie. No, the real—the real crux is that, uh, yeah. So the crux is. When a hard game comes along, Nate says no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, I just, just I don't play bad games. That's why. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, you should try it. You know, uh, it helps you appreciate the good ones even more. T- life, life is too short, dude. I'm a lot closer to that finish line than I used to be, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Well, I guess sort of as we're winding down, you know, uh, I did want to sort of say, you know, thanks to both of you guys for. Uh, you know, carving out some time here. Uh, glad yeah. to, to have you guys on, uh, you know, Parker, I know that you're not super present on the sociables, so, um, I won't even ask you where people can find you because you actually sort of, uh, delight in your anonymity. Uh, <laughs> you know, but Deuce, you, you are on social media. Uh, if, if, if you wanted people to find you, where could they find you? And so if you don't uh, want people I mean, to find you, you don't have to volunteer that. No, Josh I will mean, edit that out of post. It's no, <laughs> it's it's fine. Um I mean I'm in your guys' backlog breakdown uh channel, so Yeah, both of you uh, guys are in the Discord. It, so it's, 
Yeah, it, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, if you can't find me, no offense to whoever might take this this way, but that's kind of on you. Um, it's it's on the nose. It literally is Deuce McIrish. I mean, it, it can't get any more blatant that like again, Deuce to Deuce. Like, I but, think um, you, yeah, should, um, you should change it to Ready Player Deuce. Um. Oh, maybe, no. maybe. Oh, but no. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, the biggest thing is like through you guys' Discord channel. If anyone wants to reach out, uh, I'm pretty much again like I'm I'm a big advocate for co-op games, and uh, I just enjoy it. I enjoy the opportunity to to even play with people. Um, if there's anyone that plays Destiny Two, uh, by all means, reach out. Or mm-hmm. again, you know, I'm gonna go back to the one that everybody hates, Monster Hunter. You know, yeah. bringing it back maybe someday, probably never, but. <laughs> um it's yeah it's that would be the probably the easiest way it's, it's through you guys channel it's d-e-u-c-e do you have an underscore under there no i think it's all, all just... one word and then you but you do mick irish as mc capital k and then yeah i just irish. i yeah sh yep yeah. And i think that's you that's your playstation tag too right yeah, actually, yeah. So if if you look on Discord and you feel like it, you can always send me a friend request on PSN, and Sweet. I'll probably respond. Cool. So cool. Nice. Cool. 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 Well, now that we That's know awesome. where to find them, Josh, where can people find mm-hmm. us if they want to get a hold of us? Well, you were just talking about the Discord. A link for that will be in the description of the episode. Join us in there. Um, that's where generally I feel like we're the most present. I know I've been. I've been not so present over the past couple of weeks, but hopefully that'll change. Well, you're a busy boy. Um, as things start to settle down. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's just life for you. Um, but if you do have other comments, you know, if your co-op experience has been different, um, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. We also do have a Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. And then if you want to get a little bit more personal, I generally, on the internet, I go by Broccolope. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. So, you know, we we sort of like, we really, we tried to round this out with a little bit of a community shout out. And uh, all I'm going to say is we mentioned the Discord several times. uh, And I alluded to the conversation, uh, but there was a bit of an exchange in our top 100 thread about um, why... Breath of the Wild was positioned by another game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I may or may not have gotten a little salty. Um, <laughs> there was a very liberal use of Ron Swanson and Dwight Schrute memes being and gifts being sort of applied. Um, I'm just saying, if you're interested in sort of what that exchange was, uh, it's in there. And uh, for Sonic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it was keyed in on the Sonic, huh? Oh, no, no. <laughs> no that was completely different? All right, <laughs> no, so you no, just like no. to use the, 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 Well, I can reference that too. In, in our book club hub, uh, you uh, know, I mentioned the fact that like I might be uh, slightly amenable to tackling Sonic Mania as a potential book, lo- uh, book club game. And I immediately regretted that statement uh, immediately. <laughs> like I knew, I knew even before I finished typing it, I was like, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate what happens. I'm going to hate this. I hate everything. Uh, which I actually think nice. I responded with that Ron Swanson. I hate everything meme uh, or yeah. gif mm-hmm. at one point in time. 
Um, but it's uh, if you want to sort of get the details on some of that, that's uh, some of the shenanigans in our community. And again, we we love those guys and uh, we have a good time there. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, well, Josh uh, Parker Deuce, you know guys again you know it, it's been a night i think we've sort of there's of course there's always more that could be said but uh mm-hmm. we do sort of need to just really land the plane here and uh you know josh i think we we did what we needed to here um what should everybody else do guys keep eating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits probably probably